another weekend of the Premier League has once again caused absolute mayhem and pandemonium at the top and bottom of the table. We've got a title race back open again. We've got a relegation battle that no one in the world is able to predict. And what's that? Aston Villa are slowly creeping up the table. Slowly? <laughs> Absolute <laughs> respect. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's actually going to do it. Don't give me hope. <laughs> Don't give me hope. I know I, I make a big thing of it on this podcast, but if it happens, I don't know what I'm going to do. Into the yeah, I mean, that's not even the pandemonium where we have to start because all these moments, but yeah, it's still nowhere near the maddest thing that happened this weekend. Exactly. I mean, what a master's. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, no. Um, oh god, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's only one place really we can start. It's so obvious. It has to be yesterday. Liverpool to Arsenal to thrilling prime Barclays content and it was a good half four game for imagine once. not watching the full 90 minutes couldn't be me <laughs> <coughs> oh you missed the classic I mean I've seen good highlights of it and enough yeah I was gonna I haven't seen the highlights back I'd hope they'd done it justice because too much happened to cram into yeah. the usual three minutes that they would like to put out mm. Sometimes I wish they'd just put a longer, like a five, ten minute highlight package if it's a good game. Just play the whole 90 again. Yeah, all right, too. But uh, I don't even know what to explain with this game. <laughs> I think it's just one of them games where you have to just go from start to finish again. Like we did back with the World Cup final because too much happened and we've got to run all the way through it. So the first, like Arsenal took the lead in the first eight minutes. I who scored it Martinelli Martinelli that was it I wondered why I had the fantasy boost again this week <laughs> yeah more with that one later uh, it was a good goal he, yeah. they'd ran yeah. through Van Dijk maybe caught out a little bit and it was the simple tap through from Gabriel Martinelli past Alice and it slowly trickled in that bottom yeah. left corner it was nice and then the second goal on Easter Sunday where Jesus rose from the dead Arsenal had their own Jesus who rose for a header and he made it 2-0. It was a fantastic one. Yeah, great header. And if you don't see... Go on. It's it the people had made that comment a few times, but I'd see one that then made the follow-up comment. Like, it was a nailed on cross as well. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you, you well and truly know soon as he scored that the amount of Easter checks that would be coming through would be endless. Which was funny because I thought Easter was all about chocolate. But... I mean, it is nowadays. <laughs> yeah. At Arsenal, it looked pretty comfortable from there, their first half performance they yeah. had at Liverpool where they wanted them. Yeah, Liverpool looked like they were going to be on Stringsville uh, the rest of the game. And yeah, after that, being tuning up inside half an hour, you think, OK, this is going to be a normal day at the office for Arsenal. Yeah, like Liverpool couldn't get anything going at that point. Mm. The spirit of Anfield had been plunged into silence almost. They didn't really know what to, to do at that point. Then Liverpool found their way in the at the end of the first half, started to get a few more chances, and then they got slightly lucky with their first goal, dare we say. I'd seen one as a, yes. it's, oh, it's a bit of magic from Salah. He did nothing in that situation whatsoever. Yeah. If you actually look at it, the ball just hits him. Gabriel gets there first and it comes off Salah. Hmm. He definitely didn't mean to do that. I'll have more on Salah when we're through the whole run through. But the second half comes through. I'm leaving the half-time incident to the end. I'm leaving it to the end. It deserves its own bit. Like, second half, Liverpool domination? Yeah. I mean, within the first 10 minutes, get a penalty, which... Jesus Christ, Mosala. At the time, it wasn't Salah, it was, it was Jota. No, I mean Salah's penalty. Oh, Salah's penalty. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant Salah was. <laughs> no. But no, yeah, no, the no, penalty's no. bad, but I, I would have got the instant first because I wasn't as convinced that it was a penalty, if I'm honest. It looked like Jota no. got in front of him first and mm. took the context. Yeah. 
then that would probably mm-hmm. be quite <laughs> assumed then it would be a penalty in that case. Yeah. I don't know, it looked soft, but Definitely. didn't matter in the end. Salah, he missed another penalty. He's not taking penalties anymore. I don't care how much he wants. <laughs> they need to stop him grabbing that ball. Yeah, just have anyone else take him. Like, it's just so bad, his penalties recently. It was the exact same kind of thing with Bournemouth as well. He just hits it too far to the wide, trying to put it right in the corner. Yeah, or trying to hit the side netting, but it just didn't work at all. I like that as well. They put the graphical beforehand sky, but mm. the ones that he scored were down the middle. <laughs> so it's quite funny. Anyone that he doesn't put down the middle, he misses. I mean, if you're a keeper, do you just stay rooted to your spot then if he gets another penalty? Well, no, because he probably <laughs> he then puts it in the corner. I mean, he will be hoping he does. Whatever he actually does is another thing going forth. Yeah, there is that. And then the rest of the second half, Liverpool, as we said, they were very dominant. Arsenal had the odd chance here and there, but they couldn't seem to get out. It's like mm. they just just fell for Anfield. They let Liverpool it, it, back into it, and in turn, that boosted the crowd. Yeah, I think it's definitely key, looking back on it again, getting that goal just before the half. Like, it revitalised Liverpool and brought life back into Anfield and you could see that play into effect in the second half because of how much more up for it Liverpool seemed as the yeah. game went on. And from an outsider perspective, it just remains to be utterly bizarre, just the power of Anfield. Mm. How does it compel this team to just rise to the occasion every single time? But not every single time, a lot of the time. It seems to happen more times than not, if we're being completely honest. I, I don't, you can't say that as a Manchester United fan. No, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it like that. I'm not saying it like that. Don't worry. The Real Madrid fans pop up now, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who it was I'd seen afterwards. Like, you don't just go to Anfield and get a, and do that. It's why it was always going to be difficult for Arsenal. It was Gary Neville, wasn't it? I think it was Gary Neville. Yeah. yeah. So that, but I also look to Leeds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Crystal Palace, Brighton. I think, I think it means when it comes to like a title challenge, you don't just go to Anfield yes, and walk over. The, the big six only matters, of course. I forget that. Yeah, but in a title race like this, it, the rest of the league don't matter in that sense. I don't know. Villa are in the big six now, so. <laughs> <laughs> That was the best thing about yesterday, before we get to the last 10 minutes of this chaos <laughs> in Brew, just nice seeing a top six graphic go around on both the Premier League socials and the BBC socials, Villa in sixth. <laughs> just nice to I'm be put amongst again. the elite. Oh, I feel like I'm back in 2009. Ashley Young's in the team and <laughs> the glory days are back. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, let's get into that 10 minutes because God. chaos, pandemonium, electricity, and then so. Yeah, the goal, when it eventually came, Roberto Firmino on his final run at mm-hmm. Liverpool, and he's enjoying every minute of it. Could he cost Arsenal the league title with that goal? Well, that's the big thing, but I feel like there are other factors that also could could have potentially cost Arsenal the title as well, because if you looked at those two shots at the end, Aaron Ramsdale, oh my goodness. If they did not have him in goal. They are the kind of saves that are defining moments. Yeah. When you look back at the end of the season, if they win the league. I mean, I'm just replaying that one where he just dives to his right and it goes up and it's like yeah, a fir- Superman-esque stretch yeah, the first one is technically better than the second one because Kanata should absolutely be scoring the second one that's not mm. good enough from him in that situation as well Yeah, the first one's amazing yeah such a such a big crucial save in like you say in situations like that 2-2 at Anfield you're trying to hold on not just for a point but the league you're holding on for at this point and it's you need big time moments from uh, all types of players, and 
he showed up with that big performance there at the end. Mm. And was I was going to add, that was it, I was going to add, Liverpool had another chance coming and you, you see Kieran Tierney get his arms all over Salah, or was it someone else? I don't know, but he had his hands all over someone. It was like, oh, don't fuck it up now. Like, yeah. Careful. Like, you know what they are, I was like. If they had been given and Arsenal went on to lose that match, I would have been just shocked. Arteta would have had an aneurysm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A bit apoplectic, which wasn't the first time that word was used to describe something in this game. <laughs> Still waiting. I'm not going there just yet. Uh, yeah, madness. And Still wasn't even done because after that Canate miss, Arsenal three on one in the attack. Saka gets put through, but the pass is over hit so badly. It's the easiest so pass ever. It's the easiest it's, pass ever. It's such a bad pass. Yeah. Credit Alisson to call me out and see that was going to happen. It was so obvious, but just get the pass right. Yeah. They could have snatched that and it would have been the ultimate smash and grab. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it would have been like that would have been the true definition of title uh, potential champion. Last minute and a half would have been Premier League heritage. I mean, yeah. That was that really would have defined the Barclays. I genuinely think that would have been as good a moment as like the Aguero last minute goal. It would have been right up there. Yeah, top 10, 10 out of 10 drama throughout the game, and then that to seal it off would have mm. just been the cherry on top of the cake. Yeah, before I get to the moments, before we get there, I know we do, we're so, we're so desperate to, but the discussion has to be around whether Arsenal have potentially now lost the momentum with the title race, because if you look at it, there's six points clear of Man City. Man City have a game, have in, a hand, game in hand, which they win. Uh, I don't know who they're playing. Against? I'm not actually sure who it's against, but the, well, the, thing, uh, the main thing that we believe is that they're probably going to win it, which then leaves that yeah, so game against two... Arsenal being massively important. Mm-hmm. And it could potentially come down to goal difference. Yeah, so... Uh... Man City there. Well, one of their games coming up has been postponed against Brighton because that's FA Cup semi-final weekend. That's probably it. And then their actual game in hand is against uh, at home against West Ham United on the 3rd of May. You'd gather they win that one, really, Mm -hmm. on current form. But the Brighton game isn't easy. They were discussing afterwards. There's four games, you think, for both. Yeah, I mean, it. just and it's potentially a bit of a banana skin. Yeah, uh, I mean, so let's have a look at Arsenal's running now for the rest of the season. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they've got an away trip uh, to West Ham, then home against Southampton, then that clash against City, then they face Chelsea, then they face Newcastle away. Uh, and then their final three games at home to Brighton, away to Forest, at home to Wolves. Mm. Late this month and into early May is is season defining for Arsenal. City, yeah. Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton. That is a season. I think we know as the slightly easier running towards the end. But it's one of the things, it's, it, it ends up being about which of those teams will still have something to fight for come the end of the season and are they going to be desperate to go all in? Yeah. I mean, the fact that come the end of the season we could have a title race coming down to the final day potentially and a relegation coming down to the final day. And a European race. And top four. I think this is one of the most open seasons there's been in the Premier League. It's nice. That's what I want. Yeah. Although I'd like the European race to be sewn up. Give me a nice Sunday off. <laughs> Final day of the season. Just let it be sorted. Oh, gosh. I mean, for us as well, the day before is the end of the women's uh, season. So uh, yeah. we've we're, got we're all that drama. We're cooking <laughs> that way. Well, we, well, uh, I don't know if my heart's going to be able to take it. 
<laughs> you, could, you could potentially see United in a top four battle and also in the women's side them going for the title. <laughs> but look. <laughs> or miss out on both. I, there's just so, so much uh, for stake. Now, before we move on, we've got to talk about that incident. Oh, please. Yes, finally. What? <laughs> What's happened? How did this come ahead then? Because out of context, from all the shots we've seen, a linesman has just decided to give Andy Robertson the Judas effect. <laughs> He'd be arresting him. Uh, I mean, he deserves it because I don't like Andy Robertson. What actually happened? You can't tell from any of the shots where he does put a hand on him. So from what I've been able to make head and the tails of it and obviously i'm not a full referee and i don't know what the whole incident was so you can see robertson go up to Konstantin hetlitsky um at half time to <laughs> whatever we'll just we'll stick with Konstantin for now um they can't. You, <laughs> you see him go up to uh, robertson go up to complaining about something and then the linesman appears to move his Raising his elbows through his face. Yeah, I, I don't know whether there is contact or he's just like, tr- like trying to push him away. Just like, no, you can't call me to me. <laughs> then the way Robertson reacts, he seems to feel like he's been hit in the face by the linesman. Uh, he obviously then gets booked by the referee for his complaining and probable descent towards the uh, for, uh, linesman. And I don't know whether there has been a clear or cut angle of him hitting him in the face. No, which is weird because you look at one of the other shots, it's in the dugout area, but it's slightly, the camera's obviously behind a guy walking in front of of it. Mm. But you also see another camera that's on the pitch and it's going towards that, but it's obviously focused on someone else. But it looks like you could probably still make it out. Wouldn't we see that if there was some, I could only probably gather that it wasn't, clear enough for you but no, what, I mean what I find more odd and I don't think I've seen many calls out if it's completely an accidental elbow to the face the linesman then surely go oh, sorry mate sorry he just walked off <laughs> he just completely walked off he's like yeah fucking have that <laughs> get yeah. off me don't touch me right. and then you've got Andy Robertson pulling off these pro- the proper like YouTube Shocked face when he's being lured away by the rest of his players. <laughs> like, he's fucking elbowed me in the face. The thing is, though, Robertson, you're watching it back at, now, obviously. I've got, I've got a bit of a video of it, not clear, but Robertson's head doesn't move back in a motion that because no, he's Scottish, he's he can take the heat. The <laughs> like, he just stands there, so there's no sort of reaction there from him. He probably just found I it. mean, there is another angle where you see it. the. Go on. Yeah, carry on. I'll let you. I was going to say, I've seen, there's another angle where you see the Lino do a quick look back at Robinson, but I don't. It's going to be. Look back, like, yeah, that's what fucking happens, bitch. Come at me and I. Hmm. There's not, for me, or unless the, there's a clear, another clear view, there isn't a clear angle to see whether there's actual contact. Obviously, the linesman will know himself whether he has uh, hit Robertson or not. I mean, if he's found um, that he has done, then he'll be suspended for the rest of the season, without a shadow of a doubt. Like Mitrovic does something like that, he gets eight games. <laughs> the linesman is like, yeah. no, he's fine, he'll be back next week. Mm. I mean, I think he'll be done for the rest of this season, if not stripped of... Uh, referee and officiating in the Premier League. We don't know what he's going to say to like the PGMOL who have come out saying they're going to investigate into this you know, because yeah. they're very trustworthy and we can rely on them to make the big calls correct. Mm. They're not, they won't be apologising in any circumstance whatsoever. They're firm in their decision making. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I like that. But, but uh, yeah, whole incident was mad in the moment, mm. but still wasn't even the funniest thing about it because Roy Keane, 
just amazing. <sighs> Only Roy Keane in that moment could say, "Yeah, big baby." <laughs> he just he should be concentrating on his defending rather than. The, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 that moment where you just see the whole. Uh, when he says the baby for the last time, you just he breaks the comedic the whole... timing of it. In the way, if you see the video, of it, it's like he, he expects them all to laugh at him for the first time, but then says it again. It's like, baby, okay, laugh at me, you stupid bastard. <laughs> and then everyone just breaks. <laughs> like, Although, if you say after the first one, Michael Richards is holding it in so clearly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's always trying to do it. Um... Yeah, very crazy incident, and I don't know uh, what. It's one of them. It's going to happen. Roy, yes. Roy Keane is a king. Although I, <laughs> I had to describe him, obviously, but it's still funny. No, I agree with him again. Andy Robinson's a knobhead. Don't know him, never met him, but he seems like a knobhead. You, you're saying, as a Manchester United fan, you're always going to be slightly biased in that situation. I don't know him, I can't. Say an opinion, he's probably all right to be honest. <laughs> nah. Just he does mind too much in the pitch, though, about every fucking thing. Doesn't every footballer you can't say that you love Bruno Fernandes? <laughs> that's not moaning, that's yeah. just passion. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's passion, he's complaining passionately. That's not moaning, <laughs> exactly. Oh, god, anyway. Do we move on? Because I think we have to go straight to continuing to talk about referees and their incompetency. VAR, again, at it. Brighton losing to Tottenham courtesy of... Well, they, they obviously conceded in the end. It's not ideal, but they probably were robbed a couple of times. More than a couple. I think a good handful of times they were robbed during that game. I can say, for me personally, they were robbed at least twice. Twice in terms of the goals. In terms of the goals, obviously there were other yeah, moments yeah. around there where it's like, oh Jesus Christ, that's terrible. Like, did he not get? Yeah, but look, there's one from Romero. I see it somehow avoids a booking. Mm. When there's a similar incident that happens afterwards, there's a video that I saw. It was like a two-minute clip of the everything and follow-up incidents from the same game as well. And just it's like, oh, how do you, can you be so inconsistent? Yeah, the officiating in that one was diabolical, and it's just yeah. I, I swear, it, it, there's there's always one name that crops up in these situations, and it's Stuart Atwell. Like, it's mm-hmm. always Stuart Atwell now. I, I can't. Yeah. Just, it's just I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean we we do this on a weekly basis, and it's it's becoming a running joke now that. No matter how good a weekend of football is or has been in the Premier League, it's always one game that gets overshadowed by some stupid VAR stuff. And this was it this weekend. And um, I've just got to the point now, and I have been for a while, just get rid of it. I know everyone keeps saying this, but everyone knows it's not the system. It's the people in control of it. They just they don't seem to know what what they're doing. They either mm. it's either they don't understand their own rules, or they are completely incompetent at their job. Yeah, but well, then, either way, it looks bad because you've got yeah. to understand your own rules. You wrote them <laughs> exactly. But are they conservative um, politicians? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! But yeah, it's, it's something just needs to be done and i don't know what yeah but it's, but it's fine because they've got out on john the out on john track on standby every time sorry seems to be the hardest word every time mm-hmm. just be ready i was baffled to find out this was the third time they've apologized to brighton this season jesus christ how, do, how if you're brighton how do you trust any official ever now for the rest of this season you don't you've literally just got to hope that your own skill can win your games and not rely on set pieces and you've literally just got to be when it comes to corners for both your side and the opposition you just 
don't talk to anyone. And you, you just, if you deserve it, you just say, right, let's just stand on your feet for the rest of the season now. Because any, bad de- any decision could be an absolute crazy one. I mean, fortunately for them, they're not in a relegation battle. No, but they're in something that's Born, potentially worth even more. It's yeah, like, and the potential, like you say, a, a European fight for them. I mean, you like, imagine this, <sighs> end of the season. Right, and they lose out to. Oh no, could they lose out to us? <laughs> oh no, oh no. I've got to try and be sad for them at missing out to our plucky little Aston Villa. <laughs> but, oh no, I feel so bad for Brighton. Oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, if we just take, you, now, you need got... to take this because I can't do it. <laughs> uh, they've got two games in hand, so that would put them on fifty-two points, which would. So if they win the rest of their games this season. And Spurs pick up the same amount of points, or um, don't lose any more games. Spurs, uh, then they will finish a point ahead of Brighton Tottenham. Yeah, like I've said this in the last podcast, the mission is Villa and Brighton in Europe. Tottenham mm-hmm. don't deserve it. Liverpool don't deserve it. Although maybe they will start getting there now if they play like that every weekend now. Yeah, but I mean, could you imagine? That Brentford, no, maybe if they no, get a run together, they could. I could take them for seven. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, could you imagine though? The end of the season, Brighton miss out on European football by one point, and that's because the Welbeck goal rolled out and Matamo didn't get a penalty. I was saying as about could they not sue the PGMOL for revenue? I don't know. I man. don't know the legal ramifications, but they've literally got apologies. You're right there in writing that they got something wrong and it has openly cost them this much amount of money for finish because you know you finish the far the higher you finish the more money you get mm. they could and also the bonus of being in European competitions next season as well that's a lot of money yeah. for a club like Brighton to miss out on oh yeah they could definitely file probably file for a grievance cause but um, I don't know whether it'd work or whether it'd be too long for them to end up uh, trying to deal with but yeah it's not what you want to be seeing and uh, i mean like as it was funny go on so i'll let now i'll let you go because my point's more comedic um i am now at a loss for words on this type of shit because <laughs> oh <laughs> like he swore it, it, only i swear on this podcast yeah, but that's how frustrating it is. Like you can't be allowing this type of stuff to be happening on a regular basis. Like you say, this is the fifth time that Brighton have been apologised to by the officials. Fifth. <laughs> is it? I said I said the third, but I think someone tried to say that's sure. the fourth because of a different competition. I'm sure I, feel, I feel like I've seen five times this I season. I only saw third. I think Premier League wise, but it's no, it may be bad. five or uh, occasions. Like. But, <laughs> right, the I, officials. Uh, we didn't even talk about the actual incident. We know the Matoma one's a penalty. Enough people have said about that one. It's so blatant that it's just baffling that any person can say that that's not a penalty. Yeah, I mean, the, only one, the only one that I thought otherwise you could say is nailed on. What are you doing disallowing that goal? Was the one that hit McAllister? What yeah. is he supposed to do in that situation? He's turned his back. And you're not even fully convinced that he even hits him in his hand? No. Like, is he just meant to vanish? We know Harry if Potter that's a Tottenham defender and you're judging a handball by the Spurs defender, that's probably not mm. going to get given as a penalty because he's turned his back and there's nothing he can do there. Yeah. What's the difference then? I have If it's, no if it's in the rule that, oh no, it's different for an opposition player in an attacking sense, when it's the most backwards rule ever then, isn't it? Yeah, like I'm just getting so frustrated by it now. Big six bias. That's what it is. It's all along, <laughs> and it's start like it, we know it's a joke when people say that, although they're not. They be, <laughs> but yeah, more and more the case just starts looking more serious <laughs> because it's always mm. the lower teams that suffer. Yeah, I'm so lucky that Villa haven't had like a seriously seriously awful one that we'll be looking at, at the end of the season and go that potentially costs us 
European football and well, yeah. Dread me now it's coming, now that I've said it. <laughs> and we know which game it's coming in as well. Yeah, I mean we still gotta go to Old Trafford. <laughs> Well, you do. But, I mean, that wasn't even the craziest bit of that game as well, no, because both managers well, got have... sent off as well. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with that? We, we've genuinely spent that long dwelling on that situation. A, we haven't even talked about the goals for Spurs and the win. I don't care. B, I don't care. They didn't B, deserve we that win about... No. Uh, it's Son Heung-min getting his 100th Premier League goal, was that, this week? Poor guy. 100th for Spurs. <laughs> Big moment for him. And it's completely overshadowed by everything else that happened in this game. Nice for him. Took him a while, but he got there eventually. Yeah. And then the two managers on the touchline. Jesus yeah, it's, Christ. It's even funny and mad, but Stellini got sent off, even though he probably wasn't involved in the end. <laughs> he was only involved mm. really at the start. Like, we're led to believe it's because he said something in the pre-match about how Brighton did well because of He's done well from Brian Potter's work. Yeah. It's like, and deservedly seeing not the kind of person that would be offended by that, actually. And because they're both Italian, just get finger waving battles at the ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, amazing. It was the closest we got to Conte and Tuchel again, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely mental. And I I thought (laughs) that's not the first time deservedly's been. Sent off, or he's been banned pitch side before, so he's probably gonna get a longer ban now. You'd think. I'm sure I saw something this weekend where he's got more red cards this season than Brighton players do. Jesus, <laughs> I'm sure that was his third or fourth one. He does seem like a mad character in fairness to him. He's a quiet spoken bloke, but he seems like a bit of a character, actually. Yeah, I'm sure it was that was his fourth sending off this season. <laughs> he hasn't even been there a whole fucking season. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Could you imagine a full, a full season uh, uh, of him on the touchline? Well, he would never be on the touchline. He'd barely be on it. He'd just be. You can't even say he's even done the best job with his coaching staff. He's going to have to do uh, Jose Mourinho and watch it from the team bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, yeah. I feel like so much else happened in this. There's, we've spent so long talking on just two games. We have to just run through the rest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unless we'll you can pick out moments that happened. Like... Uh, we'll start with the earlier game on Sunday because what the fuck happened to Crystal Palace slash Leeds? Oh, as well? God. Like, Leeds. Leeds. Don't take the song literally. <laughs> you fell mm-hmm. apart. They absolutely just crumbled. Crumbled. Yeah. One nil up, just going on to half time. Mark Gwehi pulls one back for Palace. Then they have a fantastic start to the second half. Jordan Ayu and Arabiche as they scoring. Then they score two more through Ayu uh, again and Odson Edward. And they could have had more than five. Don Roy Odson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's working miracles at Sauerhaus Park. I, I said last podcast as well, give him another season. But then seeing him in the post-match, I was like, no, nah, you need to lie down, mate. <laughs> you need to just go away into the sunset and enjoy retirement. Yeah, I mean, just leave, end the season on a high, keep Palace up and then finish. You and he's going to, I think, now you look at them and the points difference, they're six points clear now. It would take another monumental downfall for Palace to be anywhere near it. And I think they're better than some of the teams that are in there now as well. Yeah, there is definitely they're in, they're teams in the, they're in the Yeah, they're in that territory now. And it's, mm. Yeah, they survive. It's funny. Yeah. They couldn't buy a goal to save their lives in the, the last days of Patrick Vieira's tenure. And yet under Roy Hodgson, they're scoring goals for fun. <laughs> yeah, they look like a completely different side and rejuvenated under Roy. What Which he's done as well is make me want both Michael Elise and Everett Chiesa at Villa again. Because those two are incredible. I love them. Yes. Uh, it won't be too long before they do get moves higher up to the Premier League, you would think. Uh, but I think I it's going to be interesting. How much they'd be worth as well? Because like English tax makes them 30 at least. 
Yeah, I was going to say somewhere between 30 and 45. But maybe you know Palace would want like 50 for him. Oh yeah, if we think back a couple of years, 2019, when they sold Wan-Bissaka to Man United. I really had the two, I think I'd want Eze more. Just because I think he probably suits what Unai Emery would want that little bit yeah. more. Like, I'm trying yeah. to think, Eze's better in the middle, but I think the way we are with wingers, if you put him like on the left side, he's basically a central player anyway. Mm. In behind Watkins. Oh. Could be phenomenal. Then again, we're aiming for higher. So <laughs> <laughs> you're all right, Eze, but Pedro Goncalves is on our list. Uh, I mean, uh, sometimes you have to settle for those that. Oh, oh yeah, if they end up coming good, I'll just, I'll just do not Emery to sign anyone. I feel like now we just go to the Villa score. They beat Nottingham Forest 2-0. I'd like to say comfortable, but it wasn't because we weren't great. If I'm honest, I think it was one of our worst points. I don't know if fatigue setting in the first half wasn't great. I think Forest had mm. the odd chance where they could have scored, admittedly. But I, don't, I think it was basically that Forest weren't good enough to get a goal in the end and we turned up in the second half. Bertrand Traore scored again. <laughs> this man yes. plays no minutes and he comes in twice and he scores. Mm. I do definitely agree with the fatigue bit because, I mean, third game in the space of a week for Villa. And... I've just, just realised that the funnier, what makes it funnier about Bertrand Traore is neither of his goals were assisted by Villa players. Both of them were assisted by opposition defenders just giving a ball away cheaply. And if you yeah. see the goals, they're practically carbon copies. Mm. <laughs> it's just funny. Well, I mean, a, a player in his position, you don't care about him. as long as you get the. He's ball the most nonchalant him. player ever, and both of those goals are the most nonchalant goals ever. No, I would say he's I the most him. nonchalant player ever. There was a certain it, Bulgarian striker who was more nonchalant than him. I put him very close to a yes. Berbatov, like only about the skills, maybe. We're going to see more mm. Bertrand Torreira now because it looks like Bailey's going to be out for a while with hamstring injuries. Oh no! It was funny. Oh, it, 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 I mean, it got a slight laugh out of it because it was the first time he actually like ran past someone in quite a while, and he pulls his hamstring. He does something good, and that happens. Mm. Amazing. Foul for him though, because it looked like he was slowly getting somewhere. But yeah, shame. I don't think he's an Unai Emery player person. And Ollie Watkins continuing his fantastic. Form and a ninety-fifth minute. I know Prince William was there, but there's only one royalty on that pitch. I'll have to applaud you for that one. That was very good. Yeah, amazing. Looking, Southgate was there as well. If this guy isn't calling him up the next international break, then he's stupid. I mean, we all know he's not because he's stupid, Southgate. So let's be honest. I mean, he's. Um, let's, anyway, well, let's I, was my words. I did say he would be oh, stupid yeah. if he didn't yes. yeah, run uh, let's again. finish off the... so Manti beating Southampton 4-1 Erling Haaland scoring twice uh, and Boy, Jack Grealish he's got it all in him he's got it all yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Grealish has got a bit of season, as well it's yeah. become like a key player for him Mm. Uh, West Ham managed to get a vital three points beating Fulham by one goal to nil Harrison Reed own goal a uh, big victory for Moyes it's a big victory for West Ham that might be good enough for them depends but it's mm-hmm. a win that they desperately needed and Fulham I don't know what's happened really just losing Mitrovic just destroy them completely it appears so just got I, I don't want to say that, but it, something's gone wrong. But I don't, they're not going to get European football now. They've missed out, and I think everyone else above them is on a much better form. I think it's the best mm. way to say it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bournemouth beating Leicester one goal to nil. Philip Billing scoring the only goal of that one. Jesus Christ, Leicester looks shit. It's so bad. It's so bad. And it was on that Saturday and Couple, you compare that with the reports that Jesse Marsh was set to become the manager as well as like, oh, you're going, you're going down, <laughs> you're going down. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Jesse Marsh now isn't happening. He refuses to put that relegation on his resume. He turned down Southampton mm-hmm. when they were down there. Now he's turned down Leicester. 
He doesn't want a heart attack before the end of the season. I don't like, blame does him, he, to be fair. Does he like get linked to his positions, but then he see but then he remembers where these teams are and then he's like, oh fuck it, cancel, cancel, <laughs> cancel the mm. appointment. <laughs> absolutely uh crazy but yeah it's worrying times for uh the foxes all the reports now they're gonna get an interim manager it's just like oh it doesn't sound good yeah. does it? i think if they get an interim for the rest of this season that confirms that they're down i think they're, they're looking it because no mm. one is nothing's inspiring about them no even madison it's like it's just not happened at the moment Mm, they definitely like he's hated, maybe, I don't want to say but he's, he's, he's head already set on getting out of there come the summer because yeah, he knows he'll I be able to get the, the cheaper move when he's in the championship they can't expect someone to come in with like 50 million for him no if if they go down then they'll get a maximum of 30 for him if they go down yeah and isn't coupled with his contract coming up as well next season yeah so definitely. yeah they ain't gonna get like as much as they would like for him no. Uh, final three games, Newcastle beat Brentford 2-1, uh, Alexandra Ishak and an own goal from David Raya after Ivan Tony had a crazy first half himself. I mean, he had a goal ruled out by VAR, misses a penalty, and then on the stroke of half-time, he scores a penalty. <laughs> he missed a penalty. <laughs> He's he <human>. is human. <laughs> yeah, it was quite good that he scored one straight afterwards. It was like, <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, I'm not broken, lads. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, I can still do it, don't worry. It was funny that it was against one of his old clubs as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was the opposite um, effect, you're supposed to score against them. Yeah, that's not how it works, Ivan. You're meant to score against the former teams and miss against everyone else. Come on. Uh, Chelsea are still Chelsea. They lost yeah, one of the Wolves. Who knew that appointing Frank Lampard wasn't going to have the desired effect? <laughs> I did. Well, all of us did. Like, just, well, yeah. yeah. Chelsea's um, aim now is to just finish top half. And because of how bad Fulham are looking recently, that will be their saving grace, is that Fulham are looking so bad that they Chelsea will get a point or here, or, here and there, and that will get them a uh, top half finish. I didn't see their lineup, but it screamed like the favourites have been put back in. I'm about to check it. Uh, so it was Kepler in goal. I saw Gallagher come back in. I was like, yeah, it's so Lampard. Of course he put him in. Yeah, back four of Rhys James, Fafana, Koulibaly, Kukurea. Midfield three of Kovacic, Fernandes, Gallagher. And forward three of Felix, uh, Havertz and Raheem Sterling. And then Aubameyang was on the bench, but did actually come on in the second half. Told you he would come back into the team. I didn't expect it, to be honest. I'm more spot- so with Mason Mount, he wasn't on the bench. Was he injured? Uh, injured, something? yeah. yeah. Because yeah, you know he, he would got have straight back in <laughs> he would if he was captain. available. <laughs> straight in, kept. I just wanted Sterling was back in as well, but I don't like that. Jean Felix was, I suppose, they left wing when he's not really his, his area now. Yeah, he was playing out wide on the left, but not something mm. you want to be seeing him do. And yeah. the final Premier League okay. result uh, Man United beat Everton 2 0. Um, Anthony Martial and Scott McTominay <laughs> scored. Should have scored more than two. It could have been about four. Well, McTominay's on four. <laughs> yeah. and, and what is the extent of the Rashford injury? That's the big concern coming out of that one. Unknown. It's still unknown. unknown. I don't. Mm. Yeah. I took him out of the pants, is he? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'd there's cons- the call already. Yeah, he's fucked. Mm. <laughs> there's concern for Man United because obviously they play in the Europa League later on this week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you lose him, but at the same time, now they've got Ericsson back and Casemiro is now available for Premier League games. So That's nice. You win some, you lose some in that sense. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do you... uh, It's white horse time. (laughs) Shut up. Even you've lost belief in that right now. It's like, oh. I don't even know whether I had belief. <laughs> I can't lose something if I didn't have it in the first place. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Is it European football time now? Yes. It, I really haven't we'll, heard much this weekend, if most. Well, we'll start off in Spain because days after beating Barcelona comfortably, Roma did lose 3-2 to Villarreal. What the hell are they playing at? 
Is there just two different Real Madrids? La Liga Real Madrid and everything else? Yes. I mean, absolutely crazy. Uh, Samuel Chukwueze scored uh, twice for Villarreal in that win. So, uh, big, big win for them. And, yeah, a little worry for Real Madrid in that sense. But I think they may have conceded the title uh, and will be focused in on Wednesday when they play Chelsea in the Champions League. So, like, if they ain't coming through that one, then questions will probably be asked of Carla. I think it's safe to say. Yes and no, because <clears throat> excuse me, I know I know it's a yes and no because they're still very good under him, but it's results at the end of the day matter to a club like Real Madrid. Yeah, and is his head slightly getting turned about? Uh, about potentially managing Brazil because there's been a lot of rumours. Oh, I saw that. That's a random one. I mean, he's got just over a year left on his contract, and there's been obviously with Tuchel leaving after the end of the World Cup, they are still looking for their manager. So it's going to be. But if that uh, was that, intri- is it not interesting that a lot of international teams are just looking at the top, well, the the, the supposed top quality? Managers. Carlo Ancelotti is, Roberto Martinez is not. Is it mm. just odd that they're looking at those kind of managers, but they're not of their nationality? It's a weird trend that's going on. I wish England would do it soon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's finish off with La Liga because Atletico Madrid uh, beat We're too cool for that, apparently. <laughs> I wouldn't say cool. We're too old school. We're too British and. <laughs> Yes. Our Englishness Brexit. is what we pride ourselves on, apparently. Exactly. Atletico Madrid beat Real Vallecano by two goals to one, just about hanging on uh, and in the end, because uh, they did pull one back in the 85th minute, Vallecano, but uh, wasn't enough. Valencia, their troubles this season continue after they lost 2 1 to Almira, and yeah, it's looking very, very uh, worrying times for. Uh, Valencia in that one. Barcelona, they are yet to play this weekend. They do play later on tonight. <clears throat> so, I think if they win that, then we can pretty much confirm them as champions of uh, La Liga. Pretty much. And uh, Real Sociedad, uh, they won 2 0 against Hetafe to keep up their fight for making that fourth and final Champions League spot. Over in the Bundesliga and the big clash at the top between Dortmund and FC Union Berlin finished 2-1 to uh, Borussia Dortmund. Donny Marlin and Yusuf Makoko scoring the goals there. I feel like it's the first time he scored in a while, Makoko. Was he out injured? I feel like that was a thing. Because he just hadn't yeah. featured out for a while and made me think, oh, he's not fit. Probably, that may be impossible. I was going to say, I don't actually know the full extend to that but we don't but we're forgetting this is an 18 year old kid (laughs) his form before was unbelievable and shouldn't have been possible so now he's normal yeah uh elsewhere league leaders Bayern munich won 1-0 against freiburg matthias de lick scoring the only goal of that one uh by leverkusen beat eintracht frankfurt by three goals to one leipzig beat hertha berlin 1-0 munch and gladbach beat wolfsburg 1-0 and uh, Schalke's woes continue after they lost 2-0 to Hoffenheim to put them uh, bottom of the table now. Which yeah, is... they're all level and now suddenly it's like really spaced out. A bit. A, I'm guessing Bottom got a big win at some point. Uh, they've got a bit of breathing room now. Well, they've got three points, but they did lose to Stuttgart, who are below them. They lost 3-2, so it's it must have been like still a, quite close. Like one of the ones beforehand that Got on that gap again then. <laughs> yeah, still close. Yeah, it's still close. Still very close. And it's not, I mean, the fact that twice, two teams as big as Schalke and Valencia could be relegated in the same season is mental. Schalke like, fell off a, quite a bit. Remember, they, they came up this season yeah. as well. So, yeah. Oh, they they, they got mental. ruined ages ago. Whereas... Yeah, a good bounce. Five, six years back. But uh, Schalke Valencia's has been on a slow downward spiral, as we've said. Yeah. Uh, over to Italy now, and Napoli beat Lecce by two goals to one. Uh, Giovanni Di Lorenzo and an own goal with the 
uh, help for them. Inter Milan were held to a 1-1 draw with Salah Natana. Uh, Robin Gossens with the early goal for uh, Inter Milan brought a 90th minute equaliser from Antonio Candreva ruined all hopes for uh, Inter Milan in that one. Can I add something to this? Because it's mm-hmm. gone some slightly under the radar and I've seen a point made on it finally. Maurizio Sarri is still a very decent manager. Like Lazio second mm. now. He's done yeah. a very good, very good job with him. Yeah, I mean, helped out this weekend by beating uh, Juventus 2-1, Sergei Milinkovic, Savic and Matteo Zaccaccini uh, with the goals there. Uh, so, yeah, he's doing a really... I think it's because of how well Napoli are doing, no mm. one actually realises. Oh, actually, Lazio are... The point, the I think the point being made was, oh, you fail in the Premier League, it doesn't mean you're a terrible manager, does it? No, it, it, that's always been the case. A lot of people think if you fail in the Premier League, you're a shit manager. Yeah. No, you're still a very good manager. Uh, Apologies to Uno Emery's door. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, AS Roma beat Torino 1-0. Paolo Dybala scoring an early penalty to move them up to third. So the top three in Italy now is Napoli, Lazio and Roma. So glorious that is it's like, we know the old school weird. nostalgic top three is juventus ac milan inter man but, but that something is just nice. feels better that's the, that's the modern top the top three yeah it just feels really nice seeing that as the top three now yeah in the league yeah uh, uh ac milan drew nil nil with empoli atalanta lost two nil to bologna so that was the results there uh Finally, over to France now because uh, PSG, they won 2-0 against Nice on Saturday. Lionel Messi and Sergio Ramos with the goals, which still seems weird to say in this day yeah, and age. Yeah, boo him now. Boo him now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, elsewhere, Lyon beat Rennes by three goals to one. Stad Rem drew with Brest one apiece. Monaco and Nantes played out a 2-2 draw. And Marseille drew 0-0 with FC Lorient. And uh, second place, Lens, uh, they won on Friday 2-1 against Strasbourg. So they're now two points ahead of Lens, uh, of Marseille, and will be getting automatic Champions League football as it stands. Yeah, that's pretty good for them. And Leon, we talked about Leon three weeks ago, and since then they're now like on a charge for European football. They took took your threats personally. Please show someone does listen to the podcast then. <laughs> Keep listening, guys. Yes. Uh, yeah, so good uh, weekend of football. Let's head over and look at the Champions League because we do have the quarterfinals starting tomorrow. Uh, the big game of interest, Manchester City versus Bayern Munich, 8 o'clock kickoff. I am ready for it. I was ready for it with Nagelsmann, but I think it's been made even more of a game now that Tuchel is in charge Tuchel of them. versus Guardiola. They were always very good battles, i.e. the Champions League final itself two years ago. Mm-hmm. They've always been very close <sighs> matches, I feel, as well. And I, I expect the same. So I don't think the first day is going to be like chaos. No, I think but, this it really will be like a 1-0, 2-1. Like, there's going to be honestly, one I wouldn't goal, be surprised yeah. if it was 0-0. Yeah, like it's going to be such a close affair between the two sides. It's impossible uh, to try and predict like who will get the uh, upper hand in this one. And yeah, it's very, very yeah, exciting to see how that one plays out. The other tie taking place tomorrow is between uh, Benfica and Inter Milan. Obviously, that we really don't does just feel like oh, the other one. <laughs> Yeah, we don't speak both about those, uh, both those teams have done well to get there. Yeah, we don't speak about the Portuguese league on here, but Benfica are top of the table uh, with a seven-point gap over Porto. Although they did lose to Porto at the weekend, uh, and obviously Inter Milan, we spoke about them just in the league. They're down in fifth place now because of how well Roma are doing. So again, this one definitely open. I don't think you could call a win. You'd probably say that. Uh, Juve are slight favourites. Juve? Uh, Inter, sorry. Inter are slight favourites. the disrespect. But uh, I'm hoping that... Yeah, you've got Inter Milan as favourites. 
I think they'd be slight favourites. No, I disagree entirely. I think it's Benfica. Mm. Um, first leg, they've got a good chance to get a big win. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, especially with uh, how well Goncalo Ramos is doing there. Yeah. Like, that man won't be at Benfica this summer. Like, he's so, so good. Thank you, United. Yes. You take anyone at United. <laughs> as long as I don't have to see Val Veghorst talk to Manchester United <laughs> next season, I will take anyone at this point. Uh, uh, on to Wednesday's fixtures now. We have the all-Italian clash between AC Milan and Napoli, which is going to be absolutely fantastic to watch. I, I just searched it with, with Ramos. He's got in the league, this is just the Portuguese league, 17 goals in 23 games. Yeah. That's... Only João Mario has scored more. Well, actually, he scored the same amount, so actually they're joint. Mm. Uh, that's going to be absolutely uh, fantastic watch. And yeah, he's going to be worth every penny for whoever gets him this summer. Uh, AC Milan versus Napoli, the third time that these two sides have met this season. It's even keel so far. Obviously, it was only a couple of weeks back that um, AC Milan beat Napoli 4-0 in the league. Just this, one, this one's in the air now after that. Yeah. Even, even if you still make Napoli odd favourites. And I think everyone will have Napoli still as strong favourites, but you can't think forget what happened eight but days Napoli ago. Napoli now, it's so like it's... no excuse if that happens again. You should know how to deal with that now. Yeah, definitely. You can't allow for anything to come a crop. Uh, and the second one is Real Madrid versus Chelsea. We mentioned that already. I mean, I can only see this going one way. If Real Madrid are at it and they're at home first leg, so they should be trying to put this away as much as possible. Definitely. And you would think they can easily with how. Absolutely should. Like, if this isn't 4 5 0 at the end of this first leg, I would be shocked. I don't know if it goes that far, but 3 0, I think is very much possible. Possible. Yeah, and likely. Uh, Thursday, we have the Europa League. So the one only game there is Feyenoord versus uh, Roma. I was, I was about to be like, oh, do I care about this? But I'm, oh, then I realised oh, next season, I, I will be. Yes. Uh, then the uh, eight o'clock games, you have Bayer Leverkusen versus Real uh, Union saint Gilois, Juventus versus Sporting Club uh, Portugal, and then... Manchester United facing another Spanish side this season uh, as they prepare to take on Sevilla at Old Trafford. Mm. Given how Sevilla have been in the league, you should come through that one with ease, but it's yeah. Sevilla in the Europa League. It's a different beast. Exactly. So don't get too cocky or too confident on that one, especially no, considering no. Uh, if we're going to have to start about their course up top. Uh, then it's time to shine. <laughs> and then finally into the Conference League, you've got Ghent versus West Ham as the early game there. And then the eight o'clock games, you've got Lech Poznan versus Fiorentina, FC Basel versus OGC Nice, and then Anderlecht versus AZ Alkmaar. I'm begging West Ham not to win the Conference League. Imagine that though, they win the Conference League and get relegated. Yeah, and they'll still get the European spot which would then become non-applicable if you finish sixth. Oh, yeah, I think that's really how it works. That. Which is like, that's the worst case scenario. No, because seventh place was, would be the conference league place. I thought Maybe the team that finishes sixth in, game goes into that, yeah. Yeah, the conference league and then seventh. Unless like, I don't know, Brighton who miss out on Europe, but they win the FA Cup. Yeah, I'm not too sure how. That's what I've seen. I think it's in a tweet. Is like the worst case scenario for Brighton win the FA Cup, West Ham win the Conference League. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, you got to hope that that doesn't happen. Then it'd be typical Villa if it did. Though we finished fifth, and yes. yet somehow we're not in Europe next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really would be typical. Um. Finally, let's finish off with the lower leagues because uh, congratulations to Burnley who are back in the Premier League on uh, after Usually that would be a bad thing, but they play really good football. So yeah, I'm very intrigued to see them next season. Yeah, uh, that's because uh, they managed to beat. Yeah, they are recruitment wise as well. Are they going to do a Forest? I don't see them doing a Forest at this point, but they are going to have to improve massively. 
and try and see if they can change some of their loans into permanents because I know they've got a How many players are they going to get from Man City? <laughs> I mean, they've got to have to sign someone because you can only, I think, isn't it two, two, two you can loan? I don't know what the Premier League rules are. Uh, probably is that, yeah. Uh, I believe so. Uh, elsewhere, the playoffs Cole are Barman. still... <laughs> Uh, the playoffs are still open as ever. Um, realistically, everyone, anyone from Coventry above, I would say, are going to get playoffs. Um, three points separating Coventry in ninth from 58 points and uh, Blackpool, uh, Blackburn sorry, in sixth on 61 points. Uh, down at the bottom, again, it's really wide open. There's six teams, you would say, or possibly seven if you include Rotherham in that relegation battle. Uh, you'd say Wigan and Blackpool are down, but then... You look at Reading, QPR, Huddersfield, Cardiff and Rotherham, all separated by three points. It's going to be a tasty end to the season. And obviously they're playing today in the Championship on Easter Monday. So, yes, it's going to be a tasty affair. Um, and we'll yet still, like, they're all nice, but it's still not the biggest game that's happening today. Yes, as we head down to the National League between Wrexham and Notts County, both on 100 points. Wrexham have a game in hand still, but only one team gets automatically promoted. It's nuts. Like, they, it's... This does need to be thought about in recent years. Just why? Why is only one team automatically promoted? It's because only two teams come down, though. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, it's That's either you, you put three down in League Two or you just scrap the playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. It's... The playoffs are quite fun though with the National League. Yeah. So it's it's one of them. It's the toughest league to get out of. It's not the Definitely. championship. Uh quick look into uh League One and League Two before we finish. Uh <clears throat> excuse me. Plymouth still lead the way at the top on eighty three points, then Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday both on eighty one, so they'll be fighting off for that automatic promotion spot. And then don't know whether Forest Green Rivers have officially been relegated yet, but uh, I think they will be today not, if they lose. Not just yet. I'm looking at the six games, so it's 18 points. They're 13 behind. I don't forgive it this weekend. I think it'd be next. But it wouldn't be it's today, coming weekend. It would be the weekend, yeah. I was going to say, because I don't know what, what if Oxford win this uh, today and they lose. 16 Oh, actually, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they could, yeah. Actually, looking at it, yeah. So I think my it, maths was <laughs> be, either today or uh, at the weekend they'd be down, and then uh, Morecambe, Cambridge, and Accrington and Stanley are taking up the other relegation points places, but uh, Milton Keynes, and Oxford United aren't just safe yet. Uh, <clears throat> but it's going to be an interesting one to see how that plays out down at the bottom of uh, the third division and into League Two. Leighton Orient still got a 10-point lead at the top of the it's table. There, I just saw it's 11. And what happened to Stevenage? Like they beat us in, in the FA Cup third round, and it's all been downhill it's since. Not a point. It's a 10-point gap because it's Northampton 11, yeah. are second. Northampton are second on 70 points. I, I wasn't looking at second, though. I was looking. I don't see it. The league to those ones. I don't look at second because they don't get promoted by being that much higher. They get promoted via the fourth. The gap between them and fourth, that's 11 points. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll just add you there. <laughs> yeah, but the gap between uh, second and fourth is one point. And yeah, but that's a different battle. Uh, even St- Stockport, well, I mean, it is really close in League no, 2. Even Stockport, you... on it. I don't even want to write Bradford. Mark Hughes doing the business. Yeah. And then you look uh, at Mansfield Town with Nigel Clough trying to make a push, uh, get them further up in the players and keep Salford out of it. So it's going to be a interesting battle there. And then down at the bottom, Rochdale still uh, at the foot of the table on 32 points, but then Harrogate, Colchester, Crawley and Hartlepool all separated by two points. Yeah, send uh, Crawley again, out of this damn, damn league system. <laughs> yes. Trying to be different with their crypto and, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, they are at uh, Barrow this afternoon. They like the words are... NFT, but I've got a letter for them. It's called R. That's what you're going to do. Uh... R-A-L. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to do 
uh, NFL, National Football League. If they were to get relegated, they'd go to the National Football League, wouldn't they? On the English Football League. It's just the National League. I think you're trying to be funny, but really? it? <laughs> it, it, I'm trying to get me something. Jesus Christ. Bless you. But it, it's, I'm not allowing it, no. For God's sake. <laughs> boring bastard. It's not boring. It don't make any sense. It makes sense. In your head, maybe. Yes. And that's all that matters. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be back on Friday to uh, look back at all the Champions League action and drama and head to another weekend of fixtures in the Premier League. I actually haven't had a look at this weekend's fixtures coming up. Villa of Newcastle is happening. That's huge, I feel. Yeah, and Man United are the Sunday afternoon game against Forest, so oh, it's going to be a massive disappointment. Yeah, from yesterday's Liverpool Arsenal to Manchester United Nottingham Forest next week is a massive downgrade. It's huge. <laughs> I don't think you could get a bigger downgrade in history. Um, anyway, uh, it's probably possible. Well, yeah, it would be. But let's hope uh, United win. Anyway, we'll be back later on this week to look back on the Champions League and ahead to the weekend's fixtures all across the leagues. And in the meantime, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and let you follow us on Twitter at FTCPod for all the latest uh, news and stories from around the world of football. In the meantime, we'll see you soon.